He went down to the, the public toilets and he found one of those dodgy toilets and he sat there, you know, with the, the hole in the cubicle, right? The glory hole, they're called. I don't know who invented them. I don't know who thought, hold on. I love cocks, I hate faces. I'm going to pop a little hole <laughs> just there, wait long enough, a cock come through. And it did! Listen, living, listening to Synchronon. Second Ron. Yes, you're listening to Synchronon. The Second Ron, the world source for antisocial commentary. God, what a bunch of scumbags. Good evening. Welcome to Second Ron, the world source for antisocial commentary. I'm your host, Steve Simon. I'm Harrison. Harrison, I got my hair cut uh, yesterday. Good for you. Finally. Yeah. It's weird. It's it's hard to get your hair cut these days. It is. You uh, um well they can't cut indoors. <laughs> Let me tell so, you. Have you been cut well you haven't been cutting your hair though, right? Aren't no, you letting it grow no, into like I look like a community college poetry professor now, basically. It's <laughs> happening. Do you have like a corduroy jacket with suede patches? I've sh- look like I should. You, you know? should get one of those. My God. No, but the, but Gavin Newsom said that they can't cut hair indoors that's the governor of california can't cut hair indoors but they can cut hair outside so you can go on the sidewalk and cut hair but that doesn't really work for i mean it doesn't really work for like you know high-end salons like they can't do chemical colors and all the shit that they do in the salon on the sidewalk right. and get it's your frosted tips out on the sidewalk can't you? get your frosted tips on the sidewalk not to mention it's like what 94 degrees today fahrenheit it's fucking hot as shit Yo, I'm that. getting frosted tips done, getting my hair done, eating frosted flakes on the sidewalk. Uh. <laughs> Listening to Smash Mouth. Bars. Um, so anyway, uh, I went over to Ryan Keeley's house, and a friend of hers cuts hair there, and she cut my hair in the garage. So I got my hair cut. Still have the Jufro, but I went over there and got my hair cut. But I hadn't been over, I haven't actually done anything really social in a long time. I didn't remember last time I did anything social. And Ryan yeah. Keeley actually built an above ground pool that was like in her backyard. And uh, there were like a bunch of porn stars hanging out. And uh, we were all like just kind of drinking and doing miscellaneous other drugs. And then she was like, All right, well, I'll be right back. We're going to go film some scenes. And I was like, hmm. You guys are just going to film here? She's like, Oh, yeah, I just do it upstairs in my room or in, hmm. in, you know, in the laundry room. Sure. And I'm like, that. It, it's weird because we I was talking to her later about it. The industry has changed. And I don't know if it's a COVID thing or if it's more of like an OnlyFans thing, like through, uh, you know, sites like that, like like Patreon type sites. But, they, but they've cut out the studios and the uh, directors yeah, they did that and producers. Like, they did that like 20 years ago, D. <laughs> not, not like it is now with OnlyFans. Huh. Like she, she says she's making way more money now than she ever did. Like, I mean, even and even on Pornhub, you know, you can go on Pornhub and, like, well, I don't know how much money you'd make. But if you're an attractive woman with a nice rack, you could, you know, just whatever. Like, uh, you know, play air guitar and you'd probably win or you'd probably earn, like, I, th- I don't know, it's like 50 cents a, a click or something, a watch. I anyway. Feel like you need to be willing to do a lot of stuff just because, you know, I don't pay for it you know i i watch a lot of weird stuff and i'm able to find it all for free 
I don't got to pay like, for nothing. Yeah, exactly. I, I mean, know? I think, I think what it is like with with OnlyFans, like the way she was explaining it to me. Oftentimes, what they do it's it's a lot of custom type stuff. So if you're like a a fan that gives her X amount of dollars, you can request one video a month, and you can tell her what you want. And so what she does is she just hires. Usually all the, there's never any guy, well, there's guys, but you don't see a guy's face. So you can use any guy as long as he has like a dick that works. Mm. And they, they film it and then he edits it and then you got you got yourself a video. And okay. usually like she'll do a scene with like another girl or something and it's like a POV scene. But how yes. Much, how much do you have to pay to get a custom? I forgot what she told me. It's not that, it's not even that much. It was like, I think like 500 bucks. Okay. On top of what you're already spending, you know, every month for OnlyFans. Right. But so anyway, she had a, a couple scenes that she was doing. Some guy wanted her and bought her all the equipment to do an adult baby scene, which I, I was surprised. I didn't think, I always, for some reason, I always thought it was like growing men that do that with a dominatrix who like, you know, once they shit their pants, like rubs their face in it or whatever. And they want to be treated like, like a businessman. I don't know. Maybe that's like, Sure, but like, what are they? The what are they gonna notion. watch when they just want to masturbate? D, but you know, I, I don't know. I didn't think that they do it every whim. Yeah, but I didn't think they were into like a a woman being an adult baby. Like, you don't like, think they watch other dudes, right? Maybe they watch a dominatrix dominating another dude. No, like I don't know, no. changing them or something. I have no idea. But she had this whole thing where she had like a diaper and a jumper and like a playpen. And they would sit there and make baby noises. I don't know why you would whack to that. I don't either. And it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's unseemly at best. You know? <laughs> and the other thing, it's like the there guy wanted her just to walk around so he could hear the crinkle of the diaper on her ass. Oh, my God. And before she took it off. But the other thing that they were doing, which also has become very popular, is glory hole porn. That's like a thing now. Like, and it's really easy to do because you could just do it in your garage, you know? Or you set up, she had like a wall set up with just various holes and girls would sure. just like put their ass against the wall and just like get fucked by all these cocks in the wall. Hmm. <laughs> Once again, I don't really understand the attraction of that either. But Or hey, a milking machine that doesn't stop until it gets 10 gallons. The milking, milking porn's popular too. Mm-hmm. I forgot to mention that to her. I wonder if she's doing that. Milking point. Don't you just get a milking table? Yep, you get your who cow table. <laughs> your who cow table. Shit, she should I'm gonna I'm gonna tell Actually, her I don't about know if that. that's a real I don't know if that's an actual table. Who cow. Well, it was funny because she was like asking me about it. She goes, What other kind of like scenes should I do as an adult baby? She's like, Should I ask Harrison? I'm like, I don't think Harrison's into that. I'm not. And she's like, Absolutely. how do you know? I was like, I don't. I just don't think he's into adult babies. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, he's into think, a lot of weird shit. I thank Christ every day that I'm not, <laughs> you know? But apparently God. the uh, glory hole thing has become a popular genre for the gays. and the, Well, the gays have always been doing it. But apparently for the straights now. And I'm wondering if it's related to the whole coronavirus. Maybe. Why? Well, because, you know, I was reading a story. That uh, in British Columbia, they're saying that glory holes are safer for sex during the coronavirus. And British Columbia health officials are recommending 
that this is a tactic that you use rather than going on Tinder and hooking up with someone or going to someone's like house to go hook up with them. You go to a, you know, a place that has a hole in the wall and you put your penis through it. I'm sorry, can't you get it from semen or am I crazy? I don't think COVID's transmitted through semen. I, think, I thought it was from like, I mean, maybe if you drink a lot of semen, I'm not sure. Nobody knows nothing. Do you drink like a big gulp full of semen maybe? Mm. But who's doing that? Um, brother, maybe? I don't know. <laughs> so they use barriers like walls that allow for sexual contact, but prevent close face-to-face contact. So the CDC said right now, you know, it's a tip. It's not a firm rule, but they say it's a lot safer, and you reduce your risk of spreading coronavirus during sex. So, I mean, I don't know if that's a thing. I can't really imagine going to the back of some bookstore... Mm. And had a bunch of glory holes back there and girls being on the other side of the hole. Mm. But, you know, I don't know. But they're saying, like, you should be creative with sexual positions and barriers. Or you could half-ass it like like the Orthodox Jews. Just get the white sheet. Just get the sheet. (laughs) (laughs) I wonder if you bring your own. Like, I would bring the one that my grandfather handed down. Still have it. It's pretty stiff, but... Get the fuck out of here. Get out of here. It's family heirloom. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, you didn't, you're not full blood, so you probably didn't get it. But I bet you uh, your, uh, your half-brother on your dad's side gets it. You're the father of lies. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah, when I turned 13, it's part of the bar mitzvah. Ah. It's like, David, you're going to use this one day. <laughs> <laughs> so, He's uh, a giant comrade, <laughs> David. <laughs> it's just really <laughs> stiff, but I could just carry yeah. it around. <laughs> Um, Dr. Uh, B- or Bonnie Henry here, the, uh, the BC's one of her, one of the uh, doctors at the CDC, British Columbia. She said this is not the time to do rapid serial dating. So you pick somebody, see if it works, take your time, or you can like get creative, but you don't want to have like you know face to face contact. Mm-hmm. So they're kind of like advocating glory holes in a way, right? You know, and so I was thinking about this because, you know, I always thought the glory hole. Well, first of all, I just always thought it was a gay thing, um, mm-hmm. but I, I also thought it was like a gay thing from the seventies or sixties or something, like an archaic gay thing. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't think it was really something that uh, you know people do. So I looked into it and I did mm-hmm. a little research, you know, sick and wrong type research for about ten minutes. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. um, and, and I looked up into the history of the glory hole, like where it came from. And apparently, it's not a modern thing. You know, I mean, obviously, the, I think it's a modern thing, like it's a modern term. But the glory hole itself, like the hole in the wall for anonymous sex, you know, that was around, you know, back in Egypt. And they had glory holes, I don't know about in the pyramids, but they used glory holes in ancient Egypt. Right. And there's like hieroglyphs that show a glory hole being used. Hmm. You know, and then, you know, as trade increased between European, Middle East, and African nations, glory holes spread. Ancient Greece, very popular there. Hmm. Not surprised. But ancient Greece, you know, and they had a lot of gay sex there. Uh, you know, they had a lot of glory holes, but it wasn't just for being gay. You know, they had a, there was like this class of prostitutes called the, I think they're called like the hetera. You ever heard of this? No. Hetera were like independent, influential, and educated prostitutes. 
And, you know, they service men, usually upper class men, you know, the ruling class, like through these holes, mm-hmm. like that, that through the glory holes. And it was a thing like that was, you know, they were companions to you had a wife who was the mother of your children. But then you also had a hetera that it was like a special class of prostitute that would service men and oftentimes through glory holes. Mm. Yeah. Pretty weird. This uh, site that I went why to. Would you, why would you see your hetera through glory hole? You know, I don't know. I don't know if it's like a, you know, a fetish type thing or if it was like a shame thing. Like right. Maybe it wasn't, you know, you weren't cheating on your wife or something. If you didn't see the thing, <laughs> see the person, like once you put your dick in the, in the hole, who knows what might happen. Right. You know, um, interestingly enough, glory holes developed in Asia completely independently of like Egypt and uh, Greece. Hmm. Yeah, they, they had their own type of uh, glory hole. In this uh, site that I went to, they had like this image of like a sumo wrestling event, uh, which often lasted for days. But the glory hole was like an actual like addition to the arena environment. Mm-hmm. So oftentimes like the uh, upper class people who had the expensive tickets would go to the glory chamber that they called it. And it was a room housing like talented male and female service providers in the region. You know why that would be a lot of fun? Because every time you did it, there'd be like a, maybe like a one in 15 chance that on the other side is a sumo wrestler <laughs> and sucking your dick. And then as soon as you realize he smashes through the wall like Kool-Aid like man. Kool-Aid man. <laughs> oh, oh, you know, just, do you think yeah. he'd wait till you came or do it before? Like just before. before. Absolutely oh, before. Yeah. It's totally ruining it. You have it. a sixth sense of humor. A couple walls at the uh, at the sumo event had female operated holes. One was for f- male operators, and the smaller wall was uh, you know for the females. And so, yeah, and gentlemen in the cheaper seats, you had the glory galleries. You couldn't go to the glory chamber. Mm. You had the galleries, and who knows what's on the other side of the gallery? Mm. No idea. Um, the glory holes. What about guess- the glory foyer? Where does that fit into this? <laughs> I don't know if they had a foyer. Do they have foyers mm. in Japan? Maybe. Mm. I wonder, they didn't say anything about China. I think Thailand was just like, fuck it. We have hookers. Yeah. yeah we don't need glory holes. Um, so in Europe, the uh, glory hole kind of reappeared in like during the 16th century there. And it was very common in like the alleyways, bathhouses, and toilets, you know, in major port cities and trading towns. And so typically glory hole activity was free, but you're supposed to give them an exotic candy as a tip through the hole. That's why their teeth are so No, that's why their teeth are so bad. Mm. Years of this like whore candy. Um, (laughs) But could you you imagine? It's just like you don't get money. You get like, yeah, a little stick, a little block of Turkish delight through the through the cock hole. (laughs) But glory holes, what's Mm. funny about it? kind of a contrast because I, I felt like being gay like they just was like I don't know, thought you were like possessed by the devil back then was it, was it the 16th century or was it or is it acceptable then um, I don't know it, it, I mean it wasn't really acceptable but I, it depends on what strata of society you're in oh, okay maybe, maybe that's the difference but a lot of a lot of it was like you know you can get up to some shit as long as it's never made public you know. Well, so in like the 21st century society, glory holes are kind of considered sort of gross, <laughs> a bit unsavory, right. yeah, if you will. But in the 16th century in England, they were seen as like just 
clean, harmless fun. Mm. And even elegant ladies from noble families would have a good shafting or a mouthful of dick every now and then mm. through a cock in the wall. See, it's, it's, it would seem to me that, like, in that situation, it would might be harder to notice, like, cankers and, you know, sores and stuff, right? Do you think they even cared? I mean, didn't half of them have leprosy? Anyway? Everyone should kind of care. You know, that's not pleasant. Yeah, but they, didn't Christopher Columbus die of syphilis? I thought they all just had diseases. I mean, yeah, a lot of people died of diseases, but that's why you would try to at least be careful, you know, yeah, so you, you don't have see that. the sores all yeah. over the person's face. Right. Through the wall. Also, Christopher Columbus was like raping everybody. So, <laughs> you know, not surprised he caught the syph. Right. Um, they, they reference these two women in this uh, in this article that I read here that I had never heard of and I did a search and I could not find anything so I don't know if this is a hoax I couldn't really verify it but but their names are amazing mm. so these two ladies who are kind of noble women so in uh, toured Europe in search of mm. the continent's best glory holes Lady <laughs> Nellie Bellinger mm. and Lady Constance Gobbington they <laughs> <laughs> They sampled a grand total of 3,887 glory holes in 17 countries before being set upon and murdered by Sicilian pirates. <laughs> I, you know, I was, was like... They were murdered by Sicilian pirates? <laughs> yeah. Which makes no sense to me. Because don't you think if these women are going to glory holes, like thousands of glory holes, the pirates would have been like, we're going to take you on a trip with us. Yeah, it sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, you know, I mean... You know? Jesus. Why not? But I, you know, I've, I'd like to think that there was a lady named Constance Gobbington out there, but I could not verify it. That does not. Where did you read that? I'd just do a search for Constance Gobbington. You'll find this article. Okay. <laughs> and Lady Nellie Bellinger. Yeah. Actually, Bellinger is actually the surname of the rapper Nellie, too, with a Band-Aid. I don't know if you knew about that. But... Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Mm. Interesting. Um, I'm not sure if he's a fan of glory holes, but I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. So in seventeen oh seven nonsense. Just so you know. <laughs> in seventeen oh seven, more than a hundred years before the glory hole entered the lexicon of uh, you know, like the, the of the world with the you know, with the, the hole in the wall where you stuck your dick through it, oh, yeah. um glass blowers actually used to used to have a furnace called the glory hole. Have you ever heard about that? Uh I think I have, oddly enough. Yeah, like they, they, yeah. that was a common term. Now, that's why I think like the hole in the wall that you stuck your dick through for an anonymous sucking, I don't think those weren't called glory holes. But this like, uh, this furnace that they use, a high powered furnace that could burn over a thousand degrees Fahrenheit, that was, glass blowers called that a glory hole. It was like a common used term. So I think they were using that term. I don't know where they made the connections. They're calling the other, you know, the hole in the wall the glory hole. But there was a, that word was being used at the time. Now, so it was kind of a fun act in the 16th century, but by the turn of the 18th century, that's when shit got real for uh, homosexuals or sodomites, as they called them then, because of the mm -hmm. religious revival that was rocking Western European society that just ruins fucking everything. You know? Now, they had new laws governing sexual practice and deviancy, you know, just raining on everyone's parade. So this kind of fostered a lively subculture. And so during this term, that's when uh, they used the, they started going cruising. 
which is a mm-hmm. Dutch word, I guess, called cruising, cruisen, cruisen, cruisen. Um, and that would when guys would go to like public toilets and parks and hook up. But that that's also where glory holes started becoming prevalent because you just go to like these bathrooms, just walk in, stick your dick through a random hole, and then see what happens. Right. I've always thought that's kind of a leap of faith. Like, would you ever do? Have you have you ever done that? Have you ever been into that? No, no. Would you do that? No, no, I wouldn't. Would you do it? If There's you're... no appeal. There's no like appeal of it for me. Yeah, same same with me. I mean, I guess yeah. it's supposed to be the deviancy or not, anonymity or something, but I would be. I'm too. Neurotic. Plus, it's I would, like I, I can't see the mouth if there's like a fucking giant herpes sore on it or something, you know. And also, uh, for me, oh it's like God. I don't even know who that mouth belongs to, right? Because I haven't like you know done my own psychological vetting process, right? And I, I'm just too neurotic to even do it. But it, it does. It always kind of blew my mind that like a someone could be so horny they're like, oh, there's a hole in the wall right there. I'm gonna <laughs> stick my cock through it, see what happens. Yeah, it's a bit of a leap of faith there. I. I I don't know. It's beyond me. Um, so uh, in Westminster, England, uh, this journalist here reported in 1709 that there are a particular gang of sodomitical wretches in town who <laughs> call themselves the Mollies, who are so far degenerated from the masculine deportment or manly exercises that they fancy themselves women. And so <laughs> they were talking about there's a literary, a literary historian that found the first documented case of a modern glory hole was in a court case mm-hmm. in 1707 known as the trial of Thomas Vaughn and Thomas Davis. And apparently these are two gay guys who uh, were arrested at the Lincoln's Inn Bog House. Um, the Savoy Bog House was used by gay men and uh, members of the Society for the Reformation of Manners. That's an amazing name for a group. Reformation of Manners, uh, they would go over there and, you know, go get their dick sucked at a, at a hole that had been deliberately cut in a partition between two walls, which if you think about it, that's the first recorded glory hole. Right. And so I got this little excerpt from the trial that I think I emailed you because you could do a better job reading it. I have it, but you're going to have to play me some background music, some Baroque he, having had occasion to go to the borough of Southwark to a customer of his about some business in his return, took water and landed at the temple stairs. But having occasion to untruss a point, went down to the temple bog house, where he had not been long before a boy adjoining vault put his privy member through a hole, which he perceiving was so surprised that he immediately went away. But he was no sooner come out, but the boy followed him and cried out, stop him, saying he would have buggered him. Upon which, Vaughn meeting him stopped him and said unless he would give him an account where he lived he would have him secured ma <laughs> and there it is that's the first recorded glory hole on record wow yeah and that's probably exactly how it went down 
you know, there's that music. The English court kids, they still use music like that in England with their funny wigs. Sure. Yeah. yeah. They still wear they those wigs, it. right? They do. Yeah. In the, in the court system. I wonder if that's a fetish. I'm sure it is. I bet you it is. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they do have like heterosexual glory holes in England because they do have dogging there. Oh, they have dogging, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I, would, I, I think it's a, I think it's a thing. I think it's come back. I think every I mean, it's mm. from gays and straights now. So it's for everybody. By the time England entered the industrial era, if you were found gay, I mean that was that meant prison or forced labor. Like uh, look at Oscar Wilde. Right. You yeah, know? Did he did up. he die in prison? No, but it fucked him up. Hard labor, he though. Got, he died. Yeah. He died pretty soon after getting released. So yeah, yeah. So I mean, yeah. any homosexual act was considered a, a, illegal then. Um, mm. So many of the uh, like, all right, all right, Wild, grab a shovel. What's a shovel? Mm. <laughs> you know, <laughs> but this industrialization of society was packing together a lot of groups of dirty, hot, sweaty men. So the glory hole is becoming like a commonly used industrial term. Um, you know, I mean, they used it already for the furnaces. And so maybe, I, I don't know if that's where it came from, but it, it said, according to the Oxford English Dictionary, the first recorded use of glory hole in English comes in 1825 when it was described as a receptacle, a drawer in a room in which things are heaped together without any attempt at order or tidiness. 20 years later, the term made its slang debut, being described a filthy, stifling cell or a small room for degraded beings, such as prisoners. Oh, yeah, I thought they were okay. going to say Jews for sure. Mm. Um, thank, thankfully, they didn't. Uh, the first actual use of the word glory hole in uh, glass blowing appeared around this time, too, in the 1800s. Um, but they, I think it's, they said here that the, it didn't really come to be used regularly until like... 1949 in America, modern American slang started using the term. Uh, they, there's a glossary that came out in 1949, an anonymously published pamphlet called the Swansart Nerf Gay Girls Guide. The Swansart Nerf's Gay Girls Guide. When did this come out? <laughs> 1949. Okay. And there was an actual definition in that called the glory hole. Phallic size hole and partition between toilet booths, sometimes used for just a peephole. Hmm. Yeah. And apparently there's a socio sociologist who wrote a book in uh, 1970 called The Tea Room Trade, Impersonal Sex in Public Places, where he defines the glory hole in uh, clinical terms. He says if there's a glory hole, a small hole, approximately three inches in diameter, which has been carefully carved at about average penis height, it may be used as a means of signaling, signaling from the stall. Right. So this has been observed occurring in three manners. By either the appearance of an eye on the stool side of the partition, <laughs> which, which would freak me out. Um, a very strong Nothing indication. Like good old ocular fucking. You know? Well, I think it's an indication mm. that the seated man is watching you. Right. Or by wiggling fingers through the hole. Or by the projection of just a tongue through the hole. These are all the signals. Whatever happened to just stretching out your legs and, and touching feet. Or like just a couple taps, days. you know. Oh my like, God. Oh, it's not, mm. You know, I have a wide stance. Um, mm. God, whatever happened to that guy? That guy, that guy has know, to right? died of Corona. What's that guy's name? Larry Craig. Larry Craig. Wide stance. Yeah. Larry Wide Stance Craig. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Um, mm. Out of all the places where gay guys could hook up, 
Laud Humphreys argued that the men's room, or it was also called the tea room, offered the most advantage to those seeking there's homoerotic a, activity without commitment. There's actually a uh, junk shop glam rock song about that called Men's Room by Dorian. Hmm. Is it's that, interesting. Well, that's a tea room there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Tea rooms could attract a large volume of potential sex partners, provide an opportunity for rapid actions. You just go from cock to cock. Uh, you, they could potentially pop up anywhere. Department stores, bus stations, libraries, YMCAs, courthouses, uh, restrooms at public parts and beaches, highway rest stops. Any bathroom could be a glory hole if you had an imagination. You know? And apparently there's like an etiquette that you had to have. Like, uh, so yeah, like oftentimes there'd be a person you had to, if there's a person looking through the hole, that means that I think they wanted to suck the dick. You make it sound like Willy Wonka's chocolate factory. <laughs> Come with me and you'll see a, a world of cock stall. imagination. <laughs> so you can insert your dick through the hole and the person sitting in the toilet in one stall could sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Um, as he observes what's going on or, or engage. And oftentimes the penis, tongue, fingers, um, or even a hand would just begin to the glory hole. Um, sometimes they, uh, you know, actual oral, you know, anal sex is involved too. Um, but whatever the possibility for body fluids to be exchanged, you know, condoms, beca- condoms are actually kind of considered proper. Like no two gentleman would offer his unprotected penis through a glory hole. Right. Which kind of surprises me. Like, you'd think, you know, prior to AIDS, did people use condoms that much in the 70s? I don't think that much, no. Hmm. hmm. Apparently, you tap the penis with your finger, and then from there, it's like game on. Once the dick goes through, if, if, if there's no tapping, then that means there's no one on the other side that's interested. So it's like as soon as the, the dick comes through, there's a little tap, tap, and then it's game on. You know, um, but yeah, so, uh, when, uh, it's like the birth of man, you know, <laughs> so if you're yeah. interested in being penetrated at glory hole, it's also de rigueur to provide lubricant and you put that right through the hole. Like, here you mm-hmm. go. Just use my lube. This is my lube through the hole. Um, glory holes are supposed to also be kept clean. So if it's a conscientious establishment, they should have like sanitizing spray cleaners, especially in the time of COVID. There should be hand oh, yeah. sanitizer at least. You got to have the, you know, when you take when you take a flight, there are these people that are actually in like full, like v- they look like radiation hazmat suits yeah. that clean the plane after you get off the plane. Do people fly in? I was reading about this that some people fly in these like zip up suits that you just wear while you're in the airport in the plane, then you take them off and throw them away. I didn't see that. They're like kind of like a hazmat suit light. And then yeah, you have I, your I, face shield. I only saw the people who are cleaning the plane uh, have those. Yeah, it's about fucking goddamn time. How many times have you been on a plane, like especially American Airlines, where you get in there and like you, you reach in to like put your phone in like the, the fucking pouch in the front and there's like a fucking a melted dick. chocolate bar. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's just a fucking dick in there. Yeah. And you tap it a little bit and then you suck yeah. it. That's right. <laughs> First you tap it, then you suck it. It's a dick in a world of <laughs> cock and balls <laughs> and holes in the walls. Uh, so, by I guess, but apparently, when uh, you know homosexuality became a bit more normalized and uh, AIDS started killing everybody, the tea rooms started disappearing. 
So they said by the 90, late 90s, glory holes were kind of really hard to come by in the wild. Of course. I mean, you can find them in like porn shops and stuff, but you're not just going to find a random one in the back of the Macy's, you know? Yeah. So uh, there was a, apparently there was an article in the Journal of Homosexuality that had a map to all the different glory holes in different cities. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, apparently there's, uh, there's also uh, research carried out by the International Glory Appreciation Group. I I'll gag. forego the treasure at the end of that map. <laughs> Thank you very much. Research carried out by the International Glory Appreciation Group, IGAG, found hmm. that the USA, Japan, Germany, and Vatican City had the highest amount of glory holes per capita. And in the USA, the state of Texas has the highest number of glory holes with an estimated two holes for every adult citizen. That's 20.6 million glory holes in Texas. That's, but that's bullshit. <laughs> that just, somebody just counting random holes also. What is your source on this? Come on. This is oh, the journal of, oh, it's the Journal of Homosexuality. No, right? no, this was, in, this was oh, research okay. carried out by the International Glory Appreciation Group, IGAG. Got it. Okay. As if you're not a card-carrying Unassailable. Member. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so I mean, they kind of uh, became, you know, they said that they become, you know, kind of reduced to like a, an artifact of gay history, you right. know, a nostalgia type thing, kind of like adult bookstores. But now they said that uh, they're, they're making a comeback. And I don't know if it's like because of the COVID or if it's like hmm. become like, I don't know, like a, a retro thing to do or something. So yeah, apparently. People want to uh, masturbate outside of the house, maybe? I don't know. Yeah, I don't you really know. know. Mm. I, I would be really like if you met a girl mm. and she took you to like an after party where there are a bunch of glory holes and was like let's do this would you do it then if she really wanted to but honestly it holds no appeal for me I, yeah I don't think I'd be into yeah. it because it's like I'd rather actually look at her than just her disembodied vagina, you know? Well, that's the thing with me. I like faces. Yeah. I like seeing yeah. the face. Yeah. And uh, that's kind of part of it for me. Like, you yeah. know how, like, even when you watch this porn, when it's like point mm. of view and it's just genitals being yeah. smashed together, it's like, it doesn't really do it for me. I like touching the entire body, you know? Like a blind person trying to figure out what they look like? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I like looking that's, at a face. That's how you need to, uh, yeah. I don't want to see like a yeah a disembodied pair of lips and a hole in the wall, right? And plus, I'm I'm too much of a germaphobe. I'd, I'd freak out. I wonder. If, I I do think it'd be pretty funny if that's like the new thing with the millennials. It's like yeah, we want to be all retro hip. Yeah. And so there's like glory holes just popping up all over town. I could see it happening. I I mean I don't tend to take uh, public shits like I rarely mm. do unless I have to. Mm. But. Yeah, that would that would be weird. That would definitely be disarming if you're just sitting there and you just like you know notice a hole in the wall and then a dick comes through. Yeah. Like, what would you do? <laughs> would you just ignore it? Um, I probably immediately leave. <laughs> I would immediately leave. Is what yeah, I would do. What if you're like having diarrhea or something? Then I'd be like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Get it the fuck out of here if you want to keep it. <laughs> you know? That's a leap of faith, a lot of trust. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, people, that there, there you go. The history of Glory Hole, whether you want to hear it or not. I've got a knife. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's what I'd be worried mm. about. Like someone mm. with like a fucking knife or something on the other side. Mm. God, that'd be a terrible way to lose your manhood.
it's not you they're not to be used as antennae right no definitely looking not. around corners and such <laughs> my god people this episode 750 here is sticking wrong we have some news stories coming up next we have some phone calls a little later uh but first here's a word about our patreon page hi this is wolford brimley and if you're anything like me you can't get enough of sticking wrong Sickin' Wrong helps me with my diabetes. How's that? Because I subscribe to Sickin' Wrong's Patreon. I get extra shows, extra phone calls, and it's just the right thing to do to support these two dirty fucking Jews. Again, I'm Wilford Brimley, signing off for Sickin' Wrong. Sign up for the Patreon. So, first story we have here uh, has to do with a man who lost his penis to a blood infection and had a new one built on his arm. Oh, I saw that. Yeah. Yeah, this guy like literally grew a cock uh, mm. on his arm. Yeah. Like a while. Like he had an arm cock. So this British man... We can rebuild him. We have the technology. <laughs> and it's going to be really funny, too. <laughs> this British man, uh, whose penis fell off due to a severe blood infection on his taint. It was on his, like, perineum. He had a blood infection on his mm. taint. Had a new one built on his arm. And even got it two inches larger. Hmm. Which makes sense to me. If you're going to build a new dick on your arm, you might as well make it bigger. How do you grow a dick? Like, how does that work? It's interesting. It's like they grafted flesh onto it. And like this, well, this guy, this doctor who they call the penis master, he grew it. Yeah, like he knows how to do that stuff. I mean, he did, he's done it for like burn victims and like soldiers in Iraq. So Malcolm McDonald here, 45 years old, mechanic, suffered a horrific infection in his perineum that uh, turned his manhood black. He said, I had struggled for years with an affection in my perineum, but I had no idea what, what could happen. The separated dad of two from Thetford Norfolk told the, uh, the son. How do you get an infected perineum? Oh, how do you suffer with an infected perineum for years before going to a fucking doctor? That's crazy town, McGee. I mean, if there's anything going on with your junk, isn't that like the first thing you're going to do? Yeah. I'm not going to understand if yeah. you have like... You know, an absence on your arm. I might try to wait to see if that goes away. Yeah. But if it's like, if your dick was black or even gray, I'd be at the doctor immediately. Yeah, because at some point you start to get fever and shit, you know? Shit ain't good. Something. For nobody. It's not going to look good. I think it's gangrene or something. He -hmm. says, when I saw my penis go black, I was beside myself. It was like a (laughs) horror film. I was in a complete panic. I knew deep down... It was gone. I was going to lose it. He said he was completely gutted when his penis just dropped off onto the floor in 2014. Mm. Like his penis just thump. That's got to be like the worst sound you'll ever hear. The sound of your penis just thump. That's actually one of the first things that happens to you when you become a vampire in in that... Like Anne um, Rice books? In The Strain. You lose your dick? In the, uh, yeah, yeah, Guillermo del Toro uh, TV series, The Strain. Yeah, you lose your genitals. That, Female that, that or would male. That to be one of those vampires. Off. 
I thought mm. they were very. They, I thought they were like a randy lot. Those vampires. Not these ones. Nuh-uh. Man. Yeah. But yeah, so his penis just dropped off onto the floor, but his testicles remained intact. Hmm. Which is also a little odd. Would you just get the balls cut off or would you keep them? That's a tough, that's a really tough. <laughs> it's really hard to imagine, you know, it's hard to imagine. I don't know. I'd almost go yeah. full eunuch at that point. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it's like cockless balls. And that's got to be weird. Cockless balls. <laughs> Is that a Christmas song? Yeah. Um, because I had been through the devastation of knowing I was going to lose it, I just picked it up and put it in the bin. <laughs> okay, first of all, why would you throw it away? Would you preserve it and show people? I would preserve it. I don't know if I'd <laughs> fucking show people. I'd probably be... Or do you put it in like a jar and like formaldehyde or something? Yeah. I mean, but when, when you have a genital deformity... I'd sing songs to it. <laughs> eight, eight at night. Memories. Yeah. If you have a genital deformity, aren't you supposed to give a potential sex partner a warning? Like before, you know, you, you reveal it? Isn't that how, how uh, it's supposed to work? Are you counting not having a penis as a genital deformity? <laughs> yeah, I mean, this guy's got a cockless penis, like a cockless right. set of balls. Don't you think that if he was going to get intimate with a woman or a man or whatever, would you want to give him like a heads up? I would imagine he's probably not on Tinder, though, you know? Well, th- what I'm saying is it'd be a lot easier for him than having that awkward conversation if you just showed him the jar and be like, guess what this is? Yeah. And then, you know, see what they say and then see if they still have sex. I mean, still Jesus. got balls. I went to the hospital and they said the best they could do for me was to roll the remaining stump up like a little sausage roll. It was heartbreaking. That might be the second worst sound you'll ever hear. <laughs> Someone calling your stump of a cock an adorable little sausage roll. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. Um, McDonald said he became a recluse and began drinking heavily. Yeah, that's what you do. As you one would on do. Tinder. Yeah, you know, oh my you God. Know. I, would I don't just, even go on Tinder and I have a dick. I would start Tinder. booting heroin at that point because fuck it. Yeah, 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 absolutely. I mean, who cares? Yep. Right in the fucking stump. Um, for two years after losing my penis, I felt a shadow of a man. My life really fell apart because I had no self-confidence. I drank too much. I didn't see family and friends. I just don't, didn't want to have to face up to it. And the, the worst part about that too is if you think about it, like at family gatherings, holidays, whatever, everyone knows that you lost your cock. Right. Everyone knows. Everyone would have heard about this. And British people are fucking mean. They have insults they for everything. They're so mean. Like I, I could just see, especially as like the drinks are flowing or you walk into the pub and it's like, oh, it's no knob Malcolm. You know, <laughs> like they pro- I guarantee they all have names for him. Right. I'll ask you how it's hanging, mate, but we already know it's not. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like you just have to deal with that. So I, I, would, I would just be at home shooting heroin. Mm-hmm. Fuck it. Who cares? But then he found out a glimmer of hope here from his doctor about the so-called penis master, Mm. Professor David Ralph of London's University College Hospital. Penis master. (laughs) What if that's like my brother's title at work? Um, Mm. The phallus expert here created a bionic penis for Andrew Wardle, who was born without one. That's actually kind of cool. Do you think it made that sound? 
six million dollar man sound like when it got hard um sure i can't do that sound but mm. yeah I'd, nobody can really i would want it to i'd probably ask, pay him extra to do it mm. um he said it gave me a glimmer of hope that's going back to being a normal bloke so the penis master doctor said he could perform an arm graft procedure which would take up to two years I like how they can't like really come up with like a good system of birth control or like a COVID vaccine or like a vac or like, you know, cure for like HPV Cancer. or whatever. But it's like if there's anything with like somebody's dick isn't working, like they're on that shit, like the Manhattan Project. You yeah, know? know, don't they have like they fucking six different kinds of Viagra? Yes. You know, it's like Jesus. Mm. But yeah, but we can't cure fucking COVID. No. Um, he received funding for the procedure. I don't know if he did it. Go fund me. Mm. You know, I would have, if it, if it was one of my friends and they wanted to, I would have donated to that. Yeah, I donate to that. Absolutely. I think it would. Uh, but I guess it was covered by his insurance. Well, I mean, maybe it's the NHS actually covered because it didn't allow him mm. to urinate properly. And mm. I mean, he couldn't perform sexually, but also he couldn't urinate properly. Well, I mean, he probably had to sit down. I'm assuming. Of course he had to sit down. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> It was all my Christmases at once. I was so emotional because it was a chance at a new start. And he said he wasn't worried about the procedure because he had seen what uh, Professor Ralph and his team could do. He said, as far as I was concerned, they were miracle workers. And I was up for anything that that they could give me to get my willy back. What the fuck is a bionic penis? Like, what is that? The the one he did for the other person. What does that even mean? What does that even mean? It makes that sound and then it gets hard. Shut, you don't know. You no, don't, don't know, know anything. They really exp- I should look into Andrew mm. Wardle. I, I'm mm. assuming it's like a what, like a metal, like a, like when you get like a fake arm that sort of works, like Luke Skywalker's hand. Okay, he was born without a penis. Uh, manhood fitted uh, after activating a button in his groin to pump up his ridiculously big new penis. He finally lost his virginity. Uh, it looks normal, apparently. Uh, a picture of it? It's made of his own skin. Oh. But what's yeah. it made out of, though? Skin? They can't show a picture of it. Or, oh. It's made of his own skin, it says. How is that bionic, then? There's the button, probably. I, I think that's just what they call it, right? But, it, but I mean, there's a button, and, it, and, it, and then it pumps it up. So it's like an automatic built-in penis pump. Oh, here we go. There's a whole diagram. My God. So there's... Okay, the skin is wrapped around the vein to a tube. To a tube. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, and then they mold the flesh in to the shape of the penis, attached to the body. Uh, and inside, when, he, when he presses the button, what's it, what, what happens? Does it go like this? Inside the new penis is a penile implant. This is, nice one. <laughs> you did it. Yeah. This is comprised of a saline reservoir. A Whoa. cylinder that runs along the length of the penis and a pump and release valve that's inside the scrotum. Wow, it's like a fucking whole dam in there. It's like a whole uh, hydroelectric fucking system. The implant allows the user to pump saline fluid that is kept in the reservoir into the cylinder. Once fully pumped, the penis will be hard enough for sexual intercourse, baby. God damn, I wonder how many women would be cool with that because he probably has to give them that awkward little conversation. Like, by the way, born without a cock, uh, she's, he's but got, I got a, a bionic one. He's got a girlfriend. Does he have a picture of her? Uh, yeah. What does she look like? She's cute. I mean, Fit? she's from Budapest. So, 
Oh, so he must have money. Well, depends, you know. <laughs> Some people from Budapest, it's like having money doesn't mean that much, you know. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, hey, it's better than not having one. Although the That's thing right. is with that guy, he was born without one. So he, he never knew what it was one. like to have one. Yeah. Whereas Malcolm over here, he lost his cock. Yeah. I mean, it fell, it fell to the ground. So, I mean, for, for, for me, I would do the same thing. I'd be like, if this guy's like, well, we can grow a dick on your arm. I'd be like, and then you just put it on my crotch and it works. Let's do it. Because you're out of options at that point. You know? Yeah. He says not having a penis felt awful. It's most men's worst fear. It's all men's worst fear. For me, I was never worried about sex because I already had two kids. It was always more about my self-confidence and simple things like using the loo. Come with me and you'll be in a world of penis fabrication. <laughs> I'm surprised. You know, actually, I'm not surprised that he's separated because don't you think his wife... I love how he's like, I didn't really care about sex. I already had kids. The wife's like, uh, excuse me. Yeah, yeah, with yeah. your black cock. Mm. What about winking? I mean, do you think you could have an orgasm with a little stump? I think so. I mean, he still I had think so, yeah. I think so. Wow, I guess it's kind of like having because a Because it's like, if, if he's got the sensation, then he can certainly trigger it just from, like, rubbing around, you know? It's probably like an elongated clitoris. Have you ever had, like, an like a orgasm without being hard? Yeah, in meth. After right. like masturbating for like three hours, and you just can't that get out. Yep, that's <laughs> you can't get exactly. Out on you. Yeah, so it's it's doable. It just yeah, it's kind of sucks. Like, sucks. You feel bad about it. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like I abuse yeah. myself. You know. Yeah, but sexually. the other guy, Andrew Wardle or whatever, he just took a ton of drugs in Manchester or whatever. He's like, I used to take so many drugs that they called me the Chemical Brother. <laughs> <laughs> Was he in that band? It's like, you should die. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Wouldn't be surprised if those guys were yeah. dickless. McDonald mm -hmm. also decided to request an extra two inches. I, mean, I would probably go higher. I'd probably do like three or four. A uh, $65,000 appendage is what mm -hmm. he grew on his arm. And so the uh, it is, the stronger a pump you're going to need inside your own fucking body. Yeah, so. that is true. Mm. Uh, he said not many people can say they have a designer penis. And sure enough, they formed a new manhood with its own blood vessels and nerves using a skin flap on the left arm of the right-handed man. Mm -hmm. They created a urethra and installed two tubes inflated with a hand pump that would allow him to achieve an erection on his mm -hmm. arm. I mean, mm -hmm. I don't know if he could wank it, but I mean, he has a fucking arm cock now. That's right. Which is kind of cool in a way. Yeah. I mean, that, yeah, that is just weird. Like, so he could be just like at the bank standing in a queue mm. and just start pressing that pump and all of a sudden just get like a full arm boner. That's right. That'd be kind of cool. I like this. He goes, when I saw my arm for the first time, I was so, so proud. After everything I had been through, it didn't feel weird at all. It was just a part of me. Uh, it's still pretty fucking weird. You got an arm yeah. cock. Um, he was like, I was like any other man. Well... Except you have a cock grown out of your arm. Right. He said, I couldn't leave it alone to begin with. Playing with it every day. I thought it was the best thing ever. So do you think he was just sitting around just wanking it? Yes. <laughs> do you think he sucked his arm cock? 
I would hope to Christ. Because <laughs> if not, then he's the least curious, least, you know. I mean, I don't think it could ejaculate. Philosophical person. Uh, not in, on the arm, sure. Yeah. Well, there's you nothing know? to come but, out of it, you know? Yeah, yeah, but. He says, I took to it so much, I nicknamed it Jimmy. Jimmy the arm cock. Real original. Yeah, that was yeah. what me and my mates called each other growing up, and this penis mm. was definitely my new mate, which if you think about it, this could be a new sitcom. The Adventures yeah. of Malcolm and Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> or at least like an adult swim series, you know? He's my best friend. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, like a montage. My buddy, um, my buddy. That they can make me a new penis is incredible. Mm. But that they can build it on my arm is utterly mind-blowing. He's a legend. Fucking, Fucking legend. legend, mate. He says it looks like something out of a weird sci-fi comic. But it's my chance at a normal life. It's been the first step towards being able to go to the toilet and even being intimate with someone. All right, let's, let's step back a little bit. Being intimate with someone... Like, do you think he's actually fucked a girl with the arm cock? Is it still on his arm, though? Yeah. In two and years. eventually they're going to move it down, right? Well, once it's like, you know, the, the flesh is healed or whatever. Jesus Christ. Okay. <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah, so I wonder how many women out there. Let's just ask our female listeners. Mm. How many of you would suck an arm cock? And it's, I saw a picture of it, and it's on his forearm. Oh, it's on his forearm. Yeah, you'd think they'd put it on his upper arm or something. Because he's, so he's got you know, to wear like a long sleeve shirts, I guess, because he's <laughs> flopping around all over the place. You know? Yeah, I wonder like, if, you, if you probably would wear jackets or something. I mean, because that'd be weird if he was wearing a tank top all the time. Yeah. But yeah, I wonder how many women out there would actually suck an arm cock. I think more than you think. Yeah, I'd say with our yeah. audience for sure. Yeah. Uh, the I'd eventually... give it a handy just to tell the story, <laughs> you know? My God. The shaft was eventually removed from his forearm, mm. leaving the base, allowing it to form naturally as skin and tissue, or will be eventually removed. He now is, and then it will be transferred to its proper location. Mm. Um, McDonald said that despite wearing long sleeve shirts to hide his bulge, mm. <laughs> people uh, spot you know, the misplaced member. He said, people ask me about it when they see me in the pub. And of course, people make jokes. But I get it. It's not every day you see a man with a penis on his arm. And of course, I see the funny side. I have to. That's another thing, all right? Why would you go to the fucking pub? Knowing right. damn well that British people insult each other. I mean, they're going to... He's just asking for it. But I mean, you you've, got the, you've got a dick now, so you're Yeah, but fine. it's on your arm. Yeah, but that's like you'd be, you know, you'd be the hit of the party, you know? Well, apparently he was. He said, if I can yeah. laugh at the willy on my arm, I'd be finished. Which mm. leads me to speculate that he's probably fucking with people with that thing. Everybody wants an arm cock selfie, I'll tell you. you know? Well, you know what he probably does? I would bet mm. you $100 that if someone passes out in the bar, everyone takes pics with his arm cock in the guy's mouth. That's right. Don't you think? He's just not posing the, being not, like simply not lovely. Inside the mouth. Oh, I bet you know. he puts it in the mouth. This guy seems like such a prankster. If he does it after getting a perineum infection, <laughs> if he puts yeah, that in some cock. drunk's mouth, okay, uh, no, he probably puts no, it near his mouth. No, he's not doing that. <laughs> simply yeah, lovely. 
<laughs> or at least he's probably dipping it in the pint, stirring your pint a bit. I hope not. <laughs> gotcha, mate. Uh, but the new penis still has not been attached. It's four years after the procedure due to a series of missed appointments, which blows my mind. You'd think this would be on the, you know, like the first thing he would do. Yeah, absolutely. Um, scheduling problems, staff shortages, and now the fucking coronavirus. Mm. Fucking coronavirus. You know, it doesn't allow him to like get a cock attached on his crotch. Um, he said they canceled again because of the coronavirus. It feels like I'm cursed sometimes. He's saying one day I'll yeah, have it grafted between my legs. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, this guy is fucking cursed. Oh wait, no, he got it turned black and fell. Yeah, he was probably actually cursed by a witch. By a witch. That he fucked. Yeah, sure. You know, that's that's a, that's what that sounds like, to be now, honest. You know what so. this guy is? He's like that typical English guy, just like kind of a a drunk. He probably like goes. He's probably like a mm. hooligan at the soccer matches. Probably pulls pranks, like horrible pranks on his friends. It's probably a lot like Epic Farter. Actually, this this happened in an episode of Misfits, now that I think of it. Someone grew a dick on their arm? No, there was this, just this callous dude. It was because all the kids have, like, superpowers. And uh, this callous dude fucks his chick, and uh, she placed a curse on him, and his dick fell off. It Guaranteed something fell like off. that happened. Yeah, it, it, it fell off, and then he had to, like, run around town with it and try to find her to get her to remove the curse or whatever. He so. was probably at a pub and the witch passed out on the bar and he put his mm. todger in her mouth. Right. And she cursed him with a black cock. Mm. The black cock curse. <laughs> it's one of the worst things anyone could do to somebody. That's right. <laughs> anyway, I hope your story doesn't involve penises or glory holes. Well, it does. <laughs> Damn so, it. Uh, yeah. All right. Sex cult. Led by a 77-year-old man Known only as the doctor Who tortured and sexually abused female slaves Including young girls for 30 years Is uncovered in Italy So is that Hall or Oates or both? Uh, that's from uh, 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 Heretofore in uh, untitled musical oh. about Andrew Lloyd Webber's process for writing musicals. I, th I thought you were going to say Andrew Lloyd Webber's prostate. I was like, that's prostate. Weird, okay. <laughs> that's better. Actually, <laughs> pivot. Let's pivot. That's what we'll do now. Um, uh, yeah, Missed so, that one. Police have uncovered an alleged sex cult in northern Italy whose female followers were brainwashed and abused by a 77-year-old man known only as the doctor. The doctor. God, and the and doctor so are capitalized. So, the doctor. Yeah. The wow. doctor. Yeah. <laughs> Officers carried out raids on Sunday against the group based in the town of Novara near Milan on suspicion of slavery and sexual abuse, including of young girls. Police say the leader of the cult, who they have not named, used a series of businesses including dance schools, herbalists, craft shops, and a publishing house to lure in vulnerable and often wealthy women, who he would then indoctrinate. How do they, how do, they do this? Like the Nixium guy would get like celebrities and just and heiresses. I don't get it. You got to have the charisma, you know? I suppose. The but I mean, this is, this is good. Like I remember, I almost did this at one point where you like, 
basically you come up with like a publishing company that is essentially like a vanity press, but it you disguise it so it doesn't look like one. And then basically wealthy people pay you to publish their own shit. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's kind of yeah. what Nixie was, I think. Yeah. So um, as part of their indoctrination, they would be subjected to unbearable violence and abuse of all kinds. Whoa, Officers say submission. the group was structured like a pyramid with a cabal of the most loyal yeah, most loyal followers closest to the doctor with those who expressed skepticism in his beliefs towards the bottom. Dude, this is the Nixium playbook. Uh, aren't Wasn't that a pyramid? most, or, aren't I guess most all structured like a fucking pyramid? <laughs> I guess all like cults kind of corporations, are, yeah. uh, governments, pretty much any group. Most groups are structured like a pyramid. Yeah, but most of them don't beat their followers into submission. Sure. Well, but, I guess we kind of get that at our, our job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, we get that from our government, too. So. Oh, we certainly uh, do. There you go. Yeah. Keeping it topical. All right. So uh, the women referred to each other as beasts Ooh. who were not allowed to know or speak their leader's name. The beasts. I kind of invented this cult, actually. Sounds interesting. Yeah. Among those who were most loyal to the godlike figure were psychologists who helped identify other women to indoctrinate. Wow. Whoa. So we had like an elite group of psychologists that'd be like, oh, she looks mm. vulnerable. Yeah, yeah. She's been emotionally traumatized. Tell me about your father. <laughs> uh, <laughs> once involved with the cult, the women would be convinced to sever all ties with their family yeah. or else persuade their relatives to join. Whoa. They would then be put to work for the group with the doctor deciding which job they were best suited for. What were the hmm. jobs? Some, I don't know. I don't know. Some of the women were also given houses, making them entirely dependent on the cult for survival. This is kind of oh, like man. that other tiger guy. With the tiger Remember? king? Yeah, the other guy, though. Oh, the, uh, yeah, yeah. whatever that fucking weirdo was that yeah, had yeah. like all those women that he would give houses yeah. on his estate. Yes. Yeah. 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 God, that yeah. guy was a that guy was creepy. He was. The doctor would then dictate their movements and who they could talk to, threatening to cut them off if they refused. His belief system was based around Celtic-style mysticism that included magical practices and fairy places. <laughs> fairy places? <laughs> yeah, fairy places. <laughs> All right. You know, like you, a, a place on, on this earth that acts as a portal into the realm of fairy. Ah, to the I don't know fae. why I have to explain this to you. I mean, my God, folk. what have you been doing? Uh, the, the women were persuaded to submit to sexually, sexual abuse and torture that would light their inner fire and grant them access to this magical, fantastic, and secret world. <laughs> the, the secret world of the fairy folk. He was yeah. giving them, he must have been giving them mescaline or something. This is like that movie that I never actually saw, uh, Martyrs or whatever. You know, where they try to, in like, a, in a sense, they try yeah, to induce I mean, religious ecstasy through torture or whatever. Well, I think what they're trying to, yeah, they were, they were torturing to the point where you'd have that out of body experience. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, that's a, that's a really disturbing film. I like, it's good. And it's good, actually. But it's I didn't see it. I've just heard about it. Uh, video released by police from one of the dance schools shows a group of topless women in short skirts dancing in a garden in one such ritual. 
This guy is basically the Tiger King, but or not Tiger King, but that other Tiger guy with fairies. Yeah. Yep. As well as undergoing these tests of faith, women often had to pay steep membership fees to the doctor to finance the group. Was he a real doctor? It doesn't say. He's just doctor. It doesn't say evil. who he, they're protecting his identity for some yeah, why? unimaginable <laughs> reason. They do yeah. that in other countries though. Yeah, they do that in Germany too. Yeah. You know? They're like I think it's because of libel laws. Yeah. Like Mr. H was the architect of the Holocaust. We can't say his real name. Uh, um, police say the organization was founded 30 years ago and was still active when their raids were carried out. Well, it's been like a long-standing cult. Yeah, they've been, they'd been investigating it for two years after being tipped off by a former member who told them how she had been kept as an effective slave. Wow, so th these guys predated Nixium then. So Nixium stole their playbook. I mean, th this, this is All the, the playbook for a lot yeah. of... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so they did a bunch of raids, the police, because there they were, they were a few different locations. Police have not an, uh, yet announced any arrests and have not yet said uh, how many people were involved in the organization and what role they played. They were also investigating the group's finances, but uh, have not revealed how much money is behind it. Do they have any so, of their own holy powder? I hope so. I think that's how they sell the fairies. Yeah. It's probably just like the old man's powdered semen, the doctors, you know? <laughs> just mixed with water. Yeah, um, yeah. Do you think, like, did, were there men in the cult too? Did My, to... I, I, it seems like no. I wonder if they had to dress up like leprechauns or something or satyrs. They, I, you know what? They probably do have some because it said they, the women could bring their relatives to the cult, you know? No I dudes. mean, this old man, this seventy-seven-year-old man, can't possibly fuck all of these women. My God, he might, he might have a no dudes rule. He's like, nah, no dudes. <laughs> He's seventy-seven, <laughs> unless he has like, you know. Hey, these days you can get a bionic dick. I guess, right? I guess you can. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What pri? Yeah, because Manson had priapism. Oh, did did he? Yeah, you just fuck all day. Oh, yeah, yeah. He kind of looks like a horny type elf. He does. He looks like a satyr creature, you know. We did. He did. They just called. They just called him Charlie. He didn't make up like a funny name, like the doctor. No. Hmm. I mean, they called him Jesus too sometimes. Yeah, so yeah. Yeah. you think this guy who's into like Celtic mythology and mysticism and all that would have come up with a better name than the fucking doctor? Right. You know? Like Gwynap Nudd, Lord Beowulf of the Underworld. Or I don't know. Grendel, <laughs> or yeah. something. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Anyway. Wow, so uh, I guess they arrested him, disbanded the cult. They haven't made any, or they're saying, they did raids, but they haven't announced any arrests. So God knows how the Italian legal system yeah. works. <laughs> I was about to say, yeah, that's where it's, the mafia came from. It's pretty backwards, yeah, yeah so who so, knows? Who knows? Hmm. All right, well, there you go. People, send your story, cigarettepodcast, gmail.com. Um, we got a few phone calls coming up next. Three two three five two two four zero three two is that number. Uh, but first, here's a word from Adam and Eve. It's Butt Plug Month on AdamandEve.com. Show that you still care by bringing something new into the bedroom, and by something new, 
I mean a butt plug. Because if you order right now and use coupon code DIDDLE, you get 50% off your first item, a gift so sensual I can't even tell you about it on this podcast that talks about murder and bukkake, and on top of all of that, free shipping. Support Sick and Wrong by supporting our sponsor, adamandeve.com, and making a purchase with coupon code DIDDLE. That's D-I-D-D-L-E. So we got a few phone calls to get to. 323-522-4032 is that number. Uh, the first call is a guy who, I guess, has a question concerning short men. Which I guess applies to me more than it does to you. Right. Hey, guys. So a couple episodes back, V said that being short, like women see short men the, say, the same way that uh, men see fat women. So women see short... Well, short, poor men. Mm, right. you know, short, rich men, they see, them, they see them differently. Right. And then the way men see fat women. Sorry, <laughs> I had to fucking make sure I had that right. My question is, do gays and lesbians have the same proclivities? Because like, I see like tall and short hmm. gay couples. Is it like the, like the top doesn't care if the bottom is short? And you know what I'm saying? I, but generally, with the same-sex couples, it's like twins. Like a friend of mine once said, you can tell if a if a guy hasn't come out of the closet yet if his girlfriend looks the exact same as he does. So that's my question. All right, bye. What? Do you think, do you think that's true? No. I don't think so either. It's absolutely not true. I mean, I don't know. I've dated goth-looking chicks. And I guess I've never I, I, I think look he like means me. like resembling face, you know, like she has masculine physically. Oh, okay. I, I guess. I don't know. I um, don't know if I buy that. I don't think that's true at all. Yeah. I don't think that's true. Nothing um, wrong with a good masculine woman. No, I really I was, show it, you what's what. You know? It is kind of interesting when you see a gay couple that look identical to each other. Cause right. it's just like you are just really into masturbating or just right. a narcissist or something. Yeah. I had this uh, manager. Well, then you match. You know, it's good. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I guess. Yeah. I mean, you, you match up. I had this manager mm. who was this bald, really skinny white guy. And his husband was this really skinny black guy that looked exactly the same as him, just black. Right. Yeah. It was a really weird Benetton ad type of couple. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but this whole thing with like, I don't really know in terms of attraction with gay people. It's different. I don't know. I mean, I, I know with like, I feel like it's more specific, you know, like I know like gay men I've, I've talked to, it's like, they're like, well, look at his elbow, you know, it gets really specific. Like, and it's like, wow, you are really into men. And I can tell because you're talking about like some bone I've never heard of, you know? Yeah. I think it could be like that. Or I think it could also just be, I'm just into dudes. It doesn't matter if they're short, tall or fat. Or old. Have you ever seen? I've I've known gay guys that mm. like date men that are like, and not for money either. Just mm. they're into men in their seventies because they're into daddies or whatever. Yeah, I think it's because they're bottoms and they want to get. I think it actually is like they want to get fucked by somebody, you know, that's not their. But I I think it's an, I think with women though, I think it's an evolutionary yeah. trait to date tall men. Right. Because I think it's like you know they want someone who's like bigger and more protective and then they will give them taller children and i mean i think in it's a biological a, and in thing. a broadsword duel they'll they're likely to survive <laughs> likelier to survive that's true so. that, that's mm -hmm. why i think that's why they're true but i don't think 
gay guys necessarily are like, I want to date a really tall guy. I, I, I think know, it I varies. Know. Yeah, I think and it varies with too. lesbians, who, who the who Christ knows? even knows? <laughs> I mean, lesbians, yeah. lesbians are just kind of like, because there's there's a lot of women. I work with a woman like this. Mm. She's got a face that only a lesbian could love. Mm-hmm. I don't know if she's a lesbian or not, but mm-hmm. I, I think actually, I think she's just like asexual. I don't think she's just. I don't. I don't know. But you look at her, you're like, I, yeah, you're I got a face that only a lesbian would love. Because right. lesbians are. I don't even understand it. They're all over the place with them. All over the place. But yeah. you know, hey. Anyway. There you go. Hope we answered your question. Yeah, we absolutely don't know. Basically, <laughs> yeah. we could have just said that. It's also no kind idea. of a stupid question, too. Right. So, there you yeah, go. what the fuck is that? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, Honestly. why Why do you care about this? Yeah. Are you a short guy? Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um, yeah. Next, uh, next call we have here is uh, Liz, who's calling in uh, with a pretty interesting story about a porn theater. Her experience mm-hmm. at a porn theater. Which okay. I don't think those really exist as much anymore do they i mean didn't what's his face fred willard get busted at one you know yeah that one's that on santa monica yeah hmm are they still around during are those essential businesses for covid <laughs> i don't think so no <laughs> all right here's liz hey guys it's liz i um just calling in with another story to tell you guys kind of Staying true to the theme as of late. I don't have a hooker story, but I got a story about the first time my ex and I went to a dirty movie theater together. Um, about- Reminds me of, uh, remember Taxi Driver? Yes. When course. he goes on a date with Sybil Shepard? That's takes really her- my only, you know, I don't know much more about these theaters other than that scene. Yeah. <laughs> I just because I didn't grow up in the seventies. You know what I mean? I didn't come of age in the seventies. Like they kind of went away after, like in the late eighties. Most of them. Yeah, most of them went. Away. Well, in small towns, though, it was different. I'm sure in Rhode Island, they probably had a few. Most of them went out of business in in their early nineties. You know, they, and they and they, they, Providence got gentrified, and then they became like gastro cinemas and shit. You know. Yeah, that in Bay City, oh. Michigan, there's one called Cinema Art that yeah. I don't think it's definitely not there anymore. They had a, a movie theater in there, but then mm. they ended up like closing that down and just building mm. booths so you could right. go and put like quarters in jack off booths. Mm. So I don't know about the, yeah, the theater. I don't know if I've ever actually really been in a porn theater. It seems like you'd, anytime somebody walked in, you'd have to get them to sign a waiver saying they won't sue when they inevitably slip and fall, you know? <laughs> Would you want to sit what? on the chair? Like movie theaters, you know, regular movie theaters are gross enough. Could you yeah. imagine like a porn theater? No, I'll probably crouch on top of the chair like a gargoyle. <laughs> <laughs> I just want, I wouldn't want to touch anything. Yeah. I mean, God. Hmm. Do they sell popcorn? Uh, I hope not. Oh, man. Yeah. You know, if you bring up the Eight popcorn months. trick, I will murder you. <laughs> because no one's ever done that because nobody likes burning oil on their dick. Okay? So it's never, like, that's one of the stupidest urban myths. Yeah. But I, I do find it kind of funny. I, w- I think it would be hilarious if someone, like, scalded their penis because they tried to do right. that. Our relationship, I kind of learned some things about his first wife. Um, apparently she was a prostitute. She was a stripper and she, uh, oh, 
she was a carpenter. She was a carpenter. And I was like, oh, her name the Holy is Jesus Christ. Yeah, Jesus, God. Yeah. Jack of all trades. Jack she off was of the all or- trades. She was the original hippie. So yeah. you got to get down funny. with Jesus. Have you ever seen Jesus do pole tricks? I haven't. No, I'm good. sure it's amazing, though. Yeah, he's good. It's mm-hmm. heavenly. That's pretty fucking awesome to be doing all three of those. Um, <laughs> she built her own stages. Yeah, they had an interesting relationship. He'd have um, his coworkers come over. They'd fuck his wife for him. Basically, he's a cuckold. He hates mm-hmm. that word. He claims it has nothing to do with what it really means. But that's what he is. He, he just enjoys. How could he claim walking- that? Isn't that what it is? It's in Canterbury Tales, okay? But I've, it's I've, in, well, with Canterbury Tales, it, a cuckold is like some guy who's not sitting there jacking off watching the men fucking his wife, right? That's just like a guy whose wife's going around and fucking dudes well, behind it's his just, back. It's more specific. It's still a guy whose wife is having sex with someone else, right? Yeah, but I think it's now it's like in then this day specify, and age, it's a fetish. But he's still a cuckold. He's still well, yeah, he's still the, being... Yeah, but in this Venn diagram, I'm picturing in my mind. Right? Yeah, he's definitely a cuckold, but yeah, it, it, it's definitely you know it, it's a domination kind of thing, right? Like a S and M kind of thing, cuckolding, I, like that I fetish. I mean, everything is if you want to think about it that way. You know, I remember uh, <laughs> Holly Stevens. That thing, it's like uh, um, everything is about sex, except sex, which is about power or whatever yeah. the fuck. Holly Stevens. I think Kevin this... Spacey said that. <laughs> oh God, yeah, that that's sense. what I'm quoting, ladies and gentlemen. Um, Holly Stevens had this regular that gave her a lot of money. That had a he was like kind of an old, gross, fat guy, but he had this like really hot younger. She was Eastern European or something woman that I guess was his girlfriend that he just paid for. But their their thing was like the cuckolding thing, and so she would go to a bar and pick up two black guys. Had to be black guys. Come back yes. to their house. And the black guys would like spit roaster, <laughs> double teamer, yep. and then he would watch. This is like in front of him. This would happen, and then she would make him crouch um, under her and yep. and drink basically the cum out of her pussy because that's the ultimate cuckolding. Wait, the the girlfriend? The girlfriend. Okay. Yeah. Huh. So like they would have mm. unprotected sex with two random guys, black guys that she'd pick mm. up. And then he would have to sit there and like drink their cum out of her vagina. God. <laughs> How hot is that? Yeah. And it's like the, the racial implications of that. I don't even, I can't even really begin to understand. <sighs> but do you, like, I can't, I don't, yeah. someone in that room has to like <laughs> ponder it while that's happening, right? Somebody. It's it must be the whole thing it. is weird. Yeah, Jesus. It, mm. everything about that's weird. And he's really, he was really wealthy too. Mm. But that was his thing. That's what oh, got I'm off. really wealthy. Yeah. <laughs> I want to watch fuck those black guys. <laughs> Lebowski, fucking yeah. Lebowski. All right. His partner get fucked, and you know that that's cool for me too. So, kind of stepping into it, we decided to go to a movie, um, a dirty movie theater. Uh, had like a sex shop and a theater. So we went into the theater, and there were two guys in there, and I was real nervous, you know, but I was excited too. 
So was this in the seventies? Like where, yeah, I when, think so. I yeah. think it was in the seventies. Yeah. <laughs> well, Liz is had a time machine. Yeah, man. But what? Where? What theater? Hmm. What? She lives in Texas, though, right? Yes. And this, um, this her boyfriend, I believe his name is Professor Kronos. Yeah. Okay, and so they time travel back to 70s right. Texas. All right. That's, that's correct. Yeah. I was Give like, okay, let's, day, right? let's go sit in front of this one guy. And we sat See, in- that seems like a bad idea. Would you mm-hmm. want to sit directly in front of a guy? No. In a porn theater? I'd want to give at least like a couple rows space, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. One of them, I was just listening very intently to see if, you know, he was masturbating. Um, and eventually I could kind of hear that he was. And that was really it's fun. But I eventually kind of turned around and asked him, you know, if, if I could help him. And Oh, wow. I thought she was going to be like, keep it down back there. Mm. Trying to watch the movie. Yeah. <laughs> so I went around and kneeled beside him as he, and I basically just let him jack off onto my, my tit. And that mm. was fun. And the other guy wow. in the theater was kind of noticing all this. If you think about it, is that 4D? Uh, Have you ever been to a 4D movie theater? I've been to 4DX. 4DX. So what is this 4DXXX? Uh, yes, that's what it is. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. So he kind of came over and was watching as well. And I thought, okay, you know, he's probably going to want to jack off onto me as well. And I was like, yeah, that's cool. This is this is fine. Swarm. So the guy. <laughs> it's like now all the perverts are just swarming yeah, yeah, yeah. her. Yeah. Hey, there's a, we can jack yeah. off on her tits. Mm. I mean, I bet you that seldom happens. Come on, Jerry. <laughs> That's mm. a dame over here with her tits out. Yeah, I don't know how often that would happen, so you got to take advantage. Right. The first guy, yeah, he jacks off, comes on my tits, and so I, I turn over towards the other guy and ask him, like, hey, do you want to... And before I can even finish, he kind of lunges down at me, and I, I, I thought, like, oh, God, is he trying to kiss me? But no, he he began licking the guy's cum off my tit, and I was not uh, expecting that, and it was really exciting. Um, that's really exciting. I know my time is on the You've got to be wary stuff, of the long- guys when they're lunging. <laughs> yeah, when they're lunging they're lunging, you. then something's gone wrong. Well, is it the yeah. fact that he's lunging at you, you'd think you would kind of recoil because you think you might be getting attacked. But this yeah, guy just. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, this is like, oh, I want to slurp the cum. Yeah. Wow. He must be a cum scientist, this guy. He must be. Yeah. Mm. Doing research. Sure, we'd go to more places, but that was the most exciting time. I mean, getting game bang fun, get a sample. whatever. <laughs> must get a sample for my cum dish. Mm. Is it still going on? Are there still cum dish experiments going on in Discord? Those those experiments have been um, debunked. Yeah, as a war crime. Oh, okay. Yeah, so no more of that. Oh, yeah, all right, there's a part two. Yeah, yeah, I know. I stuck up this three-minute shit. But anyway, just to kind of to wrap that up, you know. Eventually this is why they took- only give time machines to idiots. Because it's like, oh, what are you going to do with your time machine? You're going to prevent 9-11? No, Kill I'm going to go back in time and watch some skin flicks in a porn theater. You know, they had porn <laughs> theaters. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> I mean, but if you think about it, yeah. once you've, I guess, 
have a time machine and you could just do whatever you want, don't you think eventually you just get bored and just do shit like that? Like, I'm going to go watch you know, the first release of Empire Strikes Back just to experience that again. Sure. That's a little different, though. That's a little bit different. I guess it's yeah. a little bit different, but I mean, yeah. I don't know. What if you're really into Wookiees and that's what gets you off and you're, you know, you masturbate watching that movie? I mean, you could just get a really big TV, you know, and do it at home. Oh, my God. But what I'm saying is I think once you've exhausted all the possibilities, I bet you time travel, mm -hmm. too, you probably couldn't. There's probably like a, there's probably certain events that they won't let you fuck with. Right. Like, like no, you can't kill Hitler. OK, that's not going to happen. Too much. Plus, it's like it seems like it. most of important things you could go to, you would get arrested immediately. Yeah, like you know, like saving. Like JFK you go to Waterloo or, or whatever, and it's like you get blown up by a mortar, or you know, it just doesn't seem like it would actually be that fun. Yeah, I bet you the time, like once you get your time travel license or whatever, all right, you can go to mm. porn theaters. Mm. You know, you some lady shits out her window on your fucking head because <laughs> they, you know. That's not a good way to start your Canterbury Tales uh, bachelor party. Definitely you know? not. Yeah. Oh my God. Going to other sort of dirty movie theaters, usually the, the skankier, the better. Jesus, how many um, are there? My God. God. Yeah, like she lives in what? Uh, was it Houston? Yeah. Maybe that's a, maybe they're still into that there. Like that's a thing. It looked like a seedy place. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, that's mm. weird. Be more laws being broken but um yeah so that was the first time um didn't have sex with anybody but we would go back to some others and and participate in you know some i think some oprah qualifies game. what you did as sex but <laughs> <laughs> yeah what maybe does she not know only... sex yeah but once there's cum slurping that's sex yeah sure yeah <laughs> or whatever you want to fucking call it. I don't even know why I'm sharing this. I guess the thing, <laughs> true to the thing that the ladies had put forth a few weeks ago. But, um, mm. yeah, anyway, yeah. Oh, life fucking sucks right now. But anyways, uh, keep it sick, keep it wrong. Basically, uh, you know, personally, it was a great story. Thank you, Liz. Yeah. Was, <laughs> yeah, but we need yeah. more calls like that. Women, feel free to call in and let us know all your experiences you have of random strangers jacking off on your breasts. Right. In Especially if you're a civil shepherd. Yeah. Especially if you're civil shepherd. Mm. <laughs> there was uh, also in Bay City, there was so Cinema Art, which was, was a hetero. I don't think they might have like lesbian porn or whatever. It was mostly hetero. Mm. But there's another really sketchy like all the windows were blacked out and it was mm. downtown. It's called Ace at All Bookstore and that was definitely a gay one. And mm. uh, cops, when you went in to become a Bay City cop, that was the first thing they would make the rookies do is you had to go in there and you had to break up anyone having sex in the theater mm. at like 11 o'clock. And it was like all the rookies had, it was like the way they broke you in or whatever. Are you sure you're not thinking of Police Academy 4? I don't know if that happened in Police Academy 4, okay. but it definitely happened in yeah. uh, at Ace Adult Bookstore. <laughs> mm. You know, I, I saw there's a documentary about Circus of Books. Oh, yeah, I yeah. Watch we, I watched it. Netflix or something. Oh, really? Yeah, we watched it. I didn't watch the I think I don't think we finished it, but it's interesting. Yeah. It's like it's almost yeah. like that Mr. Show skit of the right. mom and the mom and pop porn shop. <laughs> right. That's, it's pretty okay. much what that's what it is. It's like I this, can't believe you watched it. I saw it and I'm like, 
I ain't that interested in circus and books. You my, know? I kind of was like doing something else, but my ex wanted to see it. Yeah. Have you ever been to circus and books? I have. They actually had a really good comic book selection of like weird comics from the 90s that you wouldn't find anywhere else. Well, you went to the one in Silver Lake though, right? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. there are two. There's a Silver Lake one, and then there's one over here, kind of in Santa Monica and West Hollywood. I don't Hollywood. think I've ever been to that, no. I've never been to the one over here, but mm. this was the one that was prominently, or most of the documentary was about this one. And it's just a, it's like super gay. Like mm. it's just a big gay porn shop, basically. Right. But what's funny about that documentary is like, it's this old, I, th- I can't remember if they're Jewish or not. They kind of look Jewish, but this older couple, maybe they're Armenian, I don't remember. Anyway, this older couple that owned the place, and it's just funny because she's in the back just like, okay, we got some uh, fisting porn. All right, got some, mm-hmm. ooh, some new fisting titles. And, and she's like into it, categorizing yeah. everything and putting the computer and just being like, yeah, we're going to have to order, you know, some more butt plugs. It's just like they're so casual about it. And then they have three kids. Yeah. Like I think the one guy is super gay. And he was like, oh, it was the best growing up you know, with my parents. So, you know, I, knew, I saw porn by the time I was 10. Loved it. Still do. Huh. <laughs> yeah, it was, it's a pretty, I don't know. I, I kind of lost interest after about like 40 minutes. But right. it was kind of funny. But yeah. anyway, I don't, is that place still around? Uh, they closed the one in Silver Lake. I know okay, that Okay, the much. Silver Lake one, yeah. yeah. Hmm. The Silver Lake one had porn too, though, right? Yep. Yeah, in the background. Yeah. I remember going in there and buying People were constantly going. I'm like looking through like Omaha, the cat dancer back issues, which was a weird comic from the 90s about a cat stripper. (laughs) And um, (laughs) Fritz the cat? No. And people are going in and out of there uh, buying poppers like it's fucking going out of style. Well, wasn't it's kind of a and it is hopefully going out of style. <laughs> Poppers. Well, it is kind of a relic from back in the day. Like, remember? Oh, I'm blanking on his name right now. The guy that wrote the fisting book. What's that guy's name? Yeah, Jones. Jonesy. Jones. Yeah, Jones uh, mentioned that place because it was kind mm-hmm. of a, a, a holdover for, or a holdover from like that day, that era when Silver yes. Lake was like super gay, mm. and Circus of Books is where you'd go and cruise. Yep. But then I think it just sort of, I don't know, probably rent was way too expensive for that place. Mm. Yeah. Anyway. Well, maybe, hopefully they owned it and they got bought out, you know? Probably not, though. No, I think they did. I think in the movie, that's, I think they sold the one over the Silver Lake location because it wasn't making that much money. Oh, so now they have more money than Christ. Yeah. And, 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 well, I think they're old. They were planning to retire and they want to give something to their kids. Mm. It's the daughter who did the documentary. About her parents. So mm. that's why, like, they have access to so much information and just so many, like, videos and all this stuff. And there's a lot of, like, footage in it. That, and you're like, how would you have that? Then you realize, oh, it's the daughter made the documentary. Right. <laughs> yeah. They do go, at one point, the mom, I mean, this woman's got to be in her late 60s, maybe early 70s, goes to this, like, gay porn convention. Right. Like, and she's just like wheeling and dealing with all the different studios and knows all the porn stars. It's pretty, it's kind of funny. Hmm. Anyway, uh, final call here is uh, FM. Hasn't called in for a while. Or I haven't, oh, I, no. We had a couple, hmm. well, we, we had a couple calls of his. Hmm. I think he called in about his graduation. But uh, he calls in here and uh, is talking about like this anime club that he's in. But before we get to that, I just want to say happy birthday to you, FM. Yep. You know, we don't usually do birthday shout outs on here, but we don't uh, usually do it. Yeah, but I was, uh, I got an email on the Facebook 
from uh, Sophie and Ella that were asking Harrison and I to do a video. And I don't know, I just, I'm too busy. I just forgot. And I felt bad. And then after a while, I was like, is it too late to send it in? Because I don't even know when his birthday, I think they were like. I think it was like a week ago. Yeah, but it got to the point where it was like mm. Thursday, and I'm like, ah, fuck, yeah. it's probably too late. I you know, almost I'm, did it a few times, but every time I sat down to do it, I was too depressed to do it. <laughs> I, I fucking hate birthdays. I hate my mm. own birthday, and I don't think other people should celebrate their birthdays. Fuck birthdays. People should not have them. Yeah, fuck it. It's just yeah. like, you know, it doesn't, who cares? You're not special. Mm. Yeah. Everybody has a fucking birthday. So anyway, I just want to wish him a happy birthday because I forgot to do the video. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You, know what's, you know what's interesting? is that Discord is becoming this, like, getting a life of its own, is becoming this, like, communal place, like a commune, in a sense. Right. A digital okay. commune. That's what's going on there. I haven't right. been on it because I suck at doing that type of stuff. Mm. I, should get, I should be a little more proactive with the Discord. But from what I... It's become a community where people, like, support each other, and it's like, yeah, it's weird. They're almost like... I don't know. It's, it's almost like kind of like a foster home or something. Yeah. So, yeah. So they contacted us to do this video for him. But anyway, happy birthday there, FM. Uh, hello. This is uh, FM uh, coming back to put a tiny little uh, update on certain things that have actually been happening positively uh, in my life uh, currently. <laughs> One thing that I found speaks out speaks like recently, the title of like a like a 17th century pamphlet or something. <laughs> you mean just like his, his some, uh, word uh, choice? Yeah, like some things or some things I wanted to tell you about, but King Henry wouldn't let me. Or, you know how they all like have these long like subtitles? Yeah, it is kind of weird. It's his own style that a lot of uh, things have been opening back up again in my town. Uh, dubiously, but uh, good enough dubiously. for me, uh, I guess. Uh, one is that <laughs> they, uh, the local library near me has actually decided to potentially reopen to certain people uh, regarding the specific events, and they have a movie and uh, the uh, anime club that is opening up that I could potentially go for. Uh, I was. Wow. Who do you think had a what? An anime what? club at the local library. Who do you think is going to attend that? You never know these days, man. Yeah, you I know? guess you, you don't know. You really don't know. If you think about it, you get like porn stars playing Dungeons and Dragons and I shit. I mean, now. remember, yeah, remember uh, Chris Chan? Oh, yeah. Met that, that hot chick at like a fucking Yu Gi Oh tournament or some shit. Oh, yeah, that no. is true. Yeah, you never know, I guess. Mm. But, uh, you know, who also met some people at Yu-Gi-Oh! tournaments, um, the Human Dracula. Oh, yeah, that guy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you so, gotta, you gotta be, be wary. Mm. Planning on uh, going to that uh, burlesque show, but sadly, a lot of them near me had uh, ended up canceling due to obvious safety concerns. So I guess that will be on the uh, back burner, so to speak. But... Uh, alongside the library opening back up, enabling me to go and see, I guess, fun like anime, like Ghibli movies, or just fun cartoons in general, and 
waxing nostalgic with uh, other people and and whatever they like to um, their visual proclivities. Uh, the bingo. <laughs> I hope they play Fritz the Cat. We got a time machine for you, buddy. Yeah. Well, yeah. If you're you interested. Can... Yeah. If you want to check out some visual proclivities, I want right. you call Liz. Mm. <laughs> Could you imagine FM at the adult movie theater? I don't think that would go well. No. It's pretty advanced. He's pretty, he's advanced. at the library, you Super know, advanced. community anime club to get up to like, yeah. you know, the adult movie theater. <laughs> it's got a few more years are actually opening back up officially in things like the fire holes uh, in my area so I could be able to go back in there for, I guess, regular uh, regular usage. They uh, will have a certain, I guess, space requirement, so I will have to go there by myself. But at the end of the day, it's... What the fuck is he talking idea about? That I can, can, you, can you fill me in here? Because I, um, hey, hold on a second. I guess uh, behind a window. Um, hmm. he lost me. I was just I, <laughs> I stopped paying attention after a while. Yeah. That's one thing about FM. He's like, his of voice, course, it will only be me. His voice kind of lulls me into like I don't know, mm. like a, a quiet, comfortable state. Yeah, you know, it's very soothing. The field of Elysium. Yeah, <laughs> I could feel myself go there. <laughs> Um, mm-hmm. Let me rewind a little bit, see what, okay. what the fuck he's talking about. Mm. I think he's talking about the type of movies you watch at the anime club or something. Mm. For, I guess, regular uh, regular usage. They uh, will have a certain, I guess, space requirement, so I will have to go there by myself. But at the end of the day, it's a good idea that I can officially, without the social distancing bingo, or I guess the regular uh, online bingos that they've tried to use as sort of a stopgap, I can go along there and try my hardest to uh, give it another go, so to speak, another call. Wait, wait, wait. Go along, he... FM. Win this one for the Gipper. Yeah, wait, I'm trying, I'm confused mm. here. Is he talking about the anime club or getting back on that bingo horse? He's now talking about bingo. Oh, so he wants to go back and start But he's, he's saying these things are good ideas, of course. They say that um, nothing in an enclosed space with other people is a good idea, apparently. so. Yeah, at this point, I don't think you could, but he's uh, getting out and doing stuff. Yeah. So, you know, I, you know that's probably a good thing. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in terms of meeting an attractive girl, which I don't know if that's exactly what his objective is here. I don't think it is. All right, well. I think it's to make friends. To, well, I think he'd probably have a better chance at the anime club probably rather than bingo unless he wants to be friends with senior citizens he very well may okay maybe like some mm. people yeah you know he's not gonna be able to hang out with wilford brimley did he die he died oh no and it's a tragedy what the fuck i might dedicate the song of the week to him yeah yeah i think God. i might do i know we lost uh we lost a Jesus. legend Fucking legend, yeah. that guy. Fucking legend, Diabetes. Mate. Yeah. Ice Ice Brimley? Maybe? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Wasn't he like 104 or something? How old was that guy? He was like 89 or something. He just—he was like one of those people, maybe because it's Mandela effect. It's like, I feel like he was in like fucking, you know, like older than Andy Rooney. Was he? he I, I don't think he was actually because he, he was in his 80s. I know that. But like, 
he when he was in like cocoon and shit he was like 50. yeah but he looked fucking old i know that's his thing that's his that's his uh, old looking dude usp you know he's prematurely aged man (laughs) he rages backwards like like benjamin buttons as he would maybe he's got the benjamin buttons disease yeah Mm. probably comes from the diabetes that's right try rest in power there wilford brimley well, I wait for the bigger things like uh, the burlesque show or the anime club or more uh, social situations and scenarios aside from just the regular uh, Discord and uh, most online uh, engagements. God, we're I like, I'd we're make like this just a, a really shitty episode of The Twilight Zone. Because, <laughs> like, our, our Discord has gotten him, like, out of his shell and ready to, like you know come out to the announce himself to the world like a southern bell only to find that there's nothing you can't you can't do it you can't meet people you can't go out well yeah it's you like can't that, it's like the one with uh, the um who's the guy who played the penguin not roddy mcdowell fucking danny devito mm, no the, in the batman show oh in uh, uh gotham no, in the original Batman show. Oh, the original Batman yeah, yeah. show. Fuck, what was that? Burgess name? Meredith. Burgess yeah, Burgess Meredith. Meredith. Okay. That's a, yeah, yeah, that yeah. Episode of the Twilight Zone with Burgess Meredith, where he's like works a job. I think he works a job, and he never has any time to read his books, and he hates people. And then it's like some a neutron bomb hits or something, and he's the only person left. And he's like, finally, I could just read all my books. And then he breaks <laughs> his glasses, and he's like, no. <laughs> it's like, really, guys, this is. This is how we're spending our night. Come well, on. it's even worse with, with FM because it's like, mm. you know, finally he's kind of stepping out of his shell. He's getting all the courage. Mm. Everything's closed. And even if everything is open, he finds out from this show that everyone's just a disgusting pervert. It's right. probably better just to stay inside. That's right. You know, I mean, there's like fucking mm-hmm. gross people masturbating in theaters. Yep. There's like guys wondering if gay men like to sh- fuck short dudes, whatever. Yeah, you just stay inside your house, FM. Fuck it. It's not there worth used it. to be a time when you could, you know, you could go to a bathhouse and just for a bath. Yeah, for a bath. You just those times to, are gone. That's the time machine. Yeah, yeah. You should time. Well, yeah. I think you still have to be selective when picking a bathhouse. That's probably <laughs> true. Yeah. If I speak it, I kind of have to force myself to do it. I, I can't back out of it because I want to be able to say I did do it. So this is sort of a reminder to myself. Uh, but uh, thank you for letting me utilize it, uh, Dean Harrison. Uh, goodbye. <laughs> okay, it sounded very somber at the end. Goodbye. Yeah. Whoa, very morose. Um, all right, well, FM, you know, I'm glad that you're stepping out of your shell. The problem is there's just nothing to step out to. Yeah, there's nothing. Yeah, you yeah. can't. No, like get fucking back in. sucks right get now. Get back in your just fucking shell, get dude. Get back in your shell. Go get yeah. your fucking shine box. Yeah. Fucking yeah! There's no point in going out. Life just yeah. sucks now, anyway. It's, it's awful. It's, it's awful. Like, yeah. It's depressing. I always think I'm ill. I don't know what's going on. You know, that's the other thing. I'm paranoid about it. I think everybody's mm. like. I think everyone's plague ridden. You know, it's like we are. Everyone's plague ridden. You mm. don't even know how you can catch this disease, and then you have the other people who are denying it. Everybody's infected. Yeah, everybody's infected. Everybody. It's just like yeah. I don't even want to leave my house. I went out yesterday for the first time in a long time. Really? Well, I just, I mean, I'll go. I went to the UPS store today, you know, you got to return stuff sometimes. Well, I mean, stuff like that. 
like mm. operational well, that's going out. activities. That's going I guess, out. but I'm talking about like hanging out with friends and things like that. It's like mm. you don't really do. It's weird to do it now, right? And it, it's going to get to the point where we haven't done it for so long that we just won't want to do it anymore. Like going out to restaurants. I think that sus- no, as like soon as we're allowed to do it, it's it's going to be like. I'm not going to be able to do it somehow. You know, I, I think what's going to happen is people are like, everything's a shitty tales from the crypt story. You yeah. know, is what we're learning. No, yeah, it's exactly what it is. It's just fucking. Yeah. I, mm. yeah, it's, it's depressing. I don't even know. What's going to, and it also kind of sucks that you live in like, like we pay a lot of money to live in kind of like a big city that has like all sorts of cool big city shit to do, but we can't yeah. do anything. Yeah. So we're basically just paying a shitload of money to live in this like expensive shutdown environment it's garbaggio it's garbaggio that's, that's the right. definition of it mm. anyway right. well uh thank you fm i'm glad that you're getting out and, and joining people you know what was that what was that website i forgot about this i remember a friend of mine was telling me about this when he was single and he's a sober person so uh-huh. he was saying how difficult it is to meet people because he's sober and he's like, I don't want to go to bars to meet people. And if you go people on like, at AA meetings, like everyone else, what's well, your problem? He, you know, I don't know. He didn't really do the AA thing. He just kind of stopped drinking. Oh, well, he was, yeah. He was just kind of like, I just don't want to you know, yeah. be around or whatever. So there's mm-hmm. a website that you go to and you can find different groups that do stuff. Do you know what I'm talking about? It's called Yahoo Groups. It's not Yahoo Groups. It's an okay. actual website that caters to these groups, but they get really specific. Like you can be like, yeah. I want to go hang out with the Civil War group. And I want to hang out with like, you know, people that like to knit or people that like You're to talking like. Meetup.com. Meetup.com. That oh, one. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's got to suggest Google Plus. They shut that down. They shut um, Google Plus down. So yeah, Google Plus is stupid. It's a mm. pointless app. But Meetup.com. Yeah, Meetup. I've done Meetup. Yeah. Have yeah. you done that? Yeah. Did you meet anyone? Yeah, I met some people. Is that, where you, is that where you met your Dungeons and Dragons little thing that you got going on? No. Oh, okay, that's a different thing. No. But do they probably I have those? I haven't been in years. I haven't been in years, but what? They probably have those on Meetup. I'm sure they do. So why don't you go check that out, FM? Go to meetup.com mm-hmm. and you meet can't... up with people. Well, well, not now. Right. I mean, first of all, he can only do it digitally, and he does that on the Discord. You know, yeah, I guess you already do it. And also, like, like I don't know. I do well, having social occasions through Zoom is like having sex with Sting. You know, it <laughs> doesn't. You're just not going to get the satisfaction you want out of it. <laughs> so. well, it depends on how much you like the police. Mm. I don't. Um, but I thought with Meetup though, it's local, right? Is it local? Yeah. I thought you do local activities. Like you yeah, go out but coronavirus. Well, coro- yeah, point. yeah, yeah. But I'm saying after, well, who knows? It will never happen. It'll never happen. There will never be after, you know? Well, what about when Donald I... Trump finds the cure and saves us all? Yeah. It gets reelected to another four years. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, mm. let us know what you did on your birthday, FM. I'm curious. Uh, people can call the signal on hotline 223-322-4032. I've uh, got a couple emails I want to get to real quick. Um... Got an email here from uh, Plates and Knots. Plates and Knots. Uh, Plates and Knots wrote, I'm glad you enjoyed my previous email where I confessed my interest in nodding. Uh, <laughs> I laughed with he's you. He's opening a restaurant, and that's the title of his restaurant. <laughs> Plates and Knots. <laughs> yeah, bestiality-themed restaurant. Hey, FM, you should avoid meeting up with this group. 
Yeah, please don't. You don't go to the nodding yeah. group. I would avoid that one. Um, Everybody I, gets a plate of spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> and we're not, and when then a surprise that we'll tell you about later. Yeah. Yeah. They're not meatballs. Mm. Um, I'm glad you enjoyed my previous email where I confessed my interest in nodding. I laughed with you, but I'm a woman, not a man. Which might make everything, dun, dun, make dun. it all the more grim. Sorry, Harrison. Um, I don't know. Why, why is she apologizing to me? I think because you're just disgusted by the whole idea of nodding. But is it grosser no. that a woman would be into nodding than a man, or is it just gross? It vaguely intrigues me. You know? <laughs> but again, I haven't had sex in a long time. So, like, so you're, you're literally entertaining options. Yeah. <laughs> Like you could put a wig on a volleyball and it would kind of interest me a little bit. So Tom Hanks do that in that movie. He He didn't have a wig though. He fucked the shit out of that volleyball though. Mm -hmm. I actually have forgot this made up bullshit email because I didn't expect to write in again, but here we are. Maybe I'll make a note of it to confess any further weird thrills that I have. Not sure I ever want this link to my phone though. And we're like, what are we like confession? Yeah. Like pervert confession line. It's happened. I guess that is kind of what our whole show is. Mm. Love you both. All right. Well, thank you, P and K. And finally here, Vic sent us an email. This one just puzzles me. I'd like to take, get your input on this. Hey, guys. Recently, I got into some personal issues with Patreon and deleted my account. I still want to keep supporting the podcast and getting all the extra content, of course. Would you consider opening another account on creators supporting systems like Subscribestar or Libera Pay? <laughs> <laughs> okay, a couple oh, yeah. things here. A couple things. Yeah. What personal issues did you do with Patreon? Like what happened? Yeah. I want to yeah. know what happened. Did you get banned? Were he deleted? I wonder if he got got into a fight with one of the Creators? Maybe it was it wasn't yeah it wasn't necessarily our Patreon. Maybe it was uh, he mistook one for an OnlyFans or something. I don't know. You know, started sending dick pics. Where's my Patreon? diaper movie? Yeah. <laughs> Where's my custom diaper movie? God. Yeah. Where's I my plate of spaghetti. <laughs> I thought I I thought I paid twenty bucks for a nodding video. Yeah. Just gave me some spaghetti. Hmm. Sexy girl eating spaghetti. You know, I bet you. A topless girl eating spaghetti would probably make a lot of money on Patreon. Getting fucked by a wolf also? Oh, that would. plates and knots, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Do wolves not? Yeah, I guess they do. They're dogs. Skinwalkers do. Skinwalkers, yeah. Do uh, lycanthropes? Sure. But, I mean, do werewolves have regular dicks? Uh, No. Red rockets? I've seen them. I've I've seen what they look like, and they're not regular. (laughs) So they have, like, the red rocket. They're they're a little more complicated than that. I think there's a barb involved. Uh, God. Yeah, at least according to this website. <laughs> you know, so. um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe this guy was asking too many questions about werewolf penises and patrons like, you got to go, sir. Mm. Not sure what happened. Something happened. I'd like to know what happened. Yeah. Um, as far as like subscribe star or Libera, have you ever heard of these? Are these Nigerian no. sites? <laughs> like I've never heard World of this. Star. <laughs> Libera pay. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't I don't know. Would you consider posting all this Patreon bullshit to another 
thing to get five dollars from this guy we could maybe we'll do like world star premium okay how about oh, that god i don't know yeah <laughs> We're, all right, we're going to offline this yeah. there, Vic, and yeah. get back to you. But you got to let us know what happened with your personal issues with Patreon. Liberus face, what is it? Subscribe star and yeah. Libera pay. Mm. L-I-B-E-R-A pay. Oosh. Not sure what that Oosh. means. Yeah. Um, on that note, best way to support the show is by becoming a sick and wrong patron. Um, possibly a Libera pay patron in the future. Uh, patreon.com slash sick and wrong is the patreon uh url uh, we do thank everybody for donating and supporting the show and uh just a kind of a quick announcement here we're we're planning on revamping our t-shirt store it's like a new project i'm going to be doing because i'll read this website. guy's email well i'll read this guy's email out did you did i send you that email the guy that was like your t-shirts suck no. Oh God! Yeah, this guy just like. What are we what reading? Kind of, three emails today. Come no, on. I'm not. I'm not going to read it. I, thought, okay, I, was, I, was just, right. I was just mentioning. I'll read it maybe next right. week. But it's like it was hurtful, mm. and I, you know, yeah, I kind of took umbrage to it because you know I designed a lot of those fucking shirts. Right. Prick. Anyway, um, but he had a point. We probably should mm. design some new shirts. So we're thinking of doing that. But in the meantime, I got a bunch of shirts already made sitting in a box that I want to send out to the $10 and $20 patrons that we have that. So we're going to do another big shirt sending thing. The I problem one is time I suggested something and I was like, well, what about this? And you're like, I don't know. It's got two colors. Oh, if it's, ex well, if we're printing it ourselves, I wouldn't mm -hmm. do a two color, but this is on T public. Right. So we can do whatever right. colors we want. Sure. Um, but, Anyway, I want to send these out. It's going to take a little while because the post office is fucked. Have you had to deal with them? No. The COVID, sure. COVID state of the post office? No. I feel this is my theory. I have a theory on it. The post office sucks. The U.S. Postal Service is one of the most inept organizations of the branches of the government I've ever seen. It's poorly, it's poorly managed. People are in there for life. Like, once they get their pension, they're never going to get fired. They don't give a shit. Like, the post office is one of the most fucked up institutions, I think, that we have. I mean, compared to, like, right. FedEx or UPS. or Anyway, they're mm -hmm. using COVID as an excuse to be even more fucked up. Because okay. now it's like, I ordered a record two weeks ago. Still hasn't been here. If you look at the tracking, it just says nothing. It just says delayed. And so I called, and they're just like, yeah, it's COVID. I'm like, what does that mean? They're like... Yeah, it's COVID. COVID's affecting deliveries. I'm like, okay, well, do, do you know when? They, they don't know when. So anyway, it's going to be a pain in the ass for me to ship all these shirts during COVID, but I'm going to try because I love you people. So that's going to be happening soon. Um, but that being said, go check out the Patreon page. We mm. post a lot of extra shit, a lot of outtakes and album reviews and all sorts of stuff. So patreon.com slash wrong. Uh, finally, here's Sick and Wrong Song of the Week. I'm going to dedicate it to uh, Wilfred Brimley, who died, I think, yesterday. Yep. A great loss to you know, society. He's he a fucking legend, that guy. He really was. Um, yeah, so we're for Wilford, rest in peace. We're going to play the song Glory Hole by L.A. glam metal band Steel Panther from their album <sighs> All You Can Eat. <laughs> hey, it's thematic. It goes with the theme. Mm. And don't you think Wilford Brimley probably went to at least one glory hole in his 89 years? Maybe. I bet you he did. Hmm. Yeah. Anyway, uh, people hmm. will be back next week with episode 751. Till then, take a sleazy.
take my medicine and you're going to learn to do like Brimley. I have a dick like a horse and an unquenchable thirst. But I take doctor's medicine so I don't come first. I do my commercials. I want to get paid. My ads get me rich. My dick gets me laid. Nice, nice Brimley. Nice, nice Brimley. I've done things I shouldn't do.